You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. Well, you want to jump into this thing? Yeah. Does that work for Might you? Might as well jump. Yeah. Go ahead and I did want to jump, bring something up jump, at the beginning um, jump. That, that I don't know if you saw. <laughs> keep it on going. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to... That's true. Know, you should finish what you start. That's true. That's a good point. That's today's lesson. Um, yeah. But the one thing I wanted to bring up that is related to us um, peripherally is I saw 117 made a post that they are apparently, Matt and them have been asked to be on a newfound glory tribute record. Did you see that? Yes. That's oh, yeah. I commented. <laughs> Did I commented you? with straight emojis. <laughs> just so psyched. I was yeah. like, oh my God, he's going to cover understatement. Like, isn't yeah. that the song that he's covering? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have great memories of yeah. that particular was record. That? Was so, that stick, the sticks and stones? Sticks and stones, yeah, record? yeah. Because he put uh, up my, my all time, yeah. my all time favorite newfound is self titled. It's That's like their it, first major it, label yeah. release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one being it's, enormously good. Sticks it's like and hit stones, or miss. Yeah, yeah. Sticks and stones was was dope, but hit or miss. Yeah. and uh, I don't even remember the other song. No. If, if if I looked it up on Spotify right now, it would come flooding back yes. to me like. Yes. Probably violently. I remember that they did, and they might have done this for multiple records, and I feel like we definitely ripped them off with this at some point, where they put their name, their logo was their name made by a label maker. Um, yeah. And that was the thing. Mm-hmm. That was the thing, at least on the first record, and I don't know about on no, Sticks and Stones. No, we 100% were like, okay, what's our version of that? Yeah. What can we and do? And we landed on dog tags. Oh, we did a dog tag. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So some yeah, so sort of... we actually of had the dog tag made oh, that's that said right. nine ball on it. Oh, my yeah, God. And we, took, we scanned it we, into my dad's... We scanned the dog tag. Yeah. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Man, how cool. How cool. We were cool. Well, since you're listening to a podcast with two cool guys, and now you know it, um, welcome to the Common Creators Podcast. My name is Will. I'm the doctor. That's Joe. He's the maestro. And this is, I don't know, season two, episode something. That. I don't know. Seven, I think. Seven, by my I think. books, but I don't know. I think seven It'll probably correct. be released as seven, too, because we've been so sloppy with the, right. our recording schedule. Right. We, we started season two at a time when we both immediately got busier right after season two started. So, yeah. pretty good. But we've been doing good. I, I'm, yeah. you know, I feel good about it. So... Well, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to f- have feelings. It is. Yeah, we've only missed uh, we've missed a couple weeks, but that's fine. We're still we're still going. We're still yeah. coming out with new stuff. You posted a, a photo of me. I think it was today. Yeah. We're recording uh, on Saturday. Saturday yeah. And we yesterday was the day we missed. For yeah. The, is this the first season two miss or the second? Second. Did you say? Second season two miss. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool guys. <laughs> I don't remember what the first one know. was, but uh, yeah, this is. I think this is the second season two yeah. miss. So. Uh, we'll try not to do that right. too much, but you know, guess what? You'll forgive us and move on. It'll be fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Check out yeah. Comedy Bang Bang or something. One of those other, D, one of the D grade podcasts that's down yeah, on your list the, a little bit. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> murking around in the the dirt and that's the right. dust and the. That's right. 
Um, I don't know. I don't either. So what are we talking about today? I'm excited about this episode. I've been we've, I've been thinking about this episode since season one, obviously. But yeah. um, I'm I'm I have no <laughs> notes today, which is get, that's becoming more I, of a thing for me this season. Um, yeah, I don't have any either. Yeah, um, I have zero notes. I'm mostly interested in hearing some of your reactions and just feeling our way through this. I don't I don't necessarily have sure. a huge thesis, but I can talk about cool. this dude and his art for as long as we need. So I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today we're talking about um, Jeff Rosenstock. Let me just we just are rip the bandaid off. Um, he's uh, yeah, why don't, why don't, yeah. uh before we get into any of my thoughts, why don't you um. Uh, and this is an artist that uh, Will's been trying to get me to listen to for a long time. Yeah. And I'm the type of listener that if I don't have any type of like in, yeah. or I can't just hear a song mm-hmm. regardless of how dope it is sure. and just say, oh, I, I love this. And now like mm-hmm. I, I need to be like emotionally invested somehow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in an artist. And well, I think that's why it took me so long to listen. Sure, that makes sense. And also, um, there, there, you know, it's it's tough when people, and I feel like this is true for everybody. It's it's um, when people suggest things to you, and you can tell they're really into it. At least sometimes for me, that makes me go, "Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I listen to it." <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying you did sure. that with Jeff Rosenstock, but I'm saying yeah, maybe, I think that's a common. I, I think that's a common thing where people are like, "You got to check this out," and you're like, "Well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe." <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there, there was probably some of that. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. I, I feel like I'm glad I waited as long as I did to really kind of dig in. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know what it was, but um, I think I found my end with this guy. Right. And it's... Uh, right. But we'll, we'll get into that later. Sure. So Yeah. Okay. Um, let me do a... I'm, I'm going to do a real live on the air. I'm going to do a candid uh, screen grab of us chatting. It's right now. Just, there we go. Looking good. Bam. You'll see that. That moment. Yeah, that's my... On the internet. That's my go-to. Um, all right, so... <laughs> So, all right, well, that's good. I'm glad that you found the appropriate time and on-ramp to this dude. So this this guy, Jeff Rosenstock, is... I first heard about him um, probably in 2017 or 16. I can't remember. It might have been 16 um, when his second solo record came out. Um, my friend Steve... Uh, was letting me hear stuff and it was the same year that I actually got Spotify for the first time I never used Spotify um, and then yeah. I finally What's, got that yeah yeah not not to not to talk too much about I mean no one a lot of people probably don't know Jeff Rosenstock sure but it's surprising to me that Steve's in Steve's super into Jeff Rosenstock uh, he liked him he wasn't into him like I was but um, okay but it, he that, told that, me that doesn't compute to me for sure. some reason sure 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 um, um, I mean but, he, yeah, he, anyway. he definitely told me that I would like him um, I think okay. I think yeah was, that makes sense yeah and he likes him a lot but um, but yeah, anyway, so he, he told me about this record called worry. Um, and I went and I listened to worry and I just got so into that record. Um, mm-hmm. and so then I went and listened to some of his back catalog stuff and then I kept up with him. Um, and honestly, it's gotten to the point where like, where like he is probably like, there are three artists, I think that have sort of been definitive for specific moments or by moments, I mean, several years in a row, uh, that have been like definitive yeah. for times in my life and he's like probably one of the three um and i don't know that i can exactly articulate what it is about this dude that i like so much i mean in some ways he's a very sort Uh, of 
just I, th- I think punk I rock can songwriter. To that. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm curious to hear yeah, that. Well, so yeah, um, but anyway, so I listened to Worry all the way through, um, a bunch of times. Obviously, um, I'm into his lyrics. He's very like self self deprecating. And Mm -hmm. he has this thing about him that I like in a lot of my artists that I like in Max Bemis, who we talked about before, where I feel like he's not trying to be younger than he is in playing the music that he's playing. And I really dig that a lot. Um, But anyway, yeah, and and lyrically, he he talks about that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The the first uh, track on the the playlist you made me is talking about. Yeah feeling dumb that you're drinking at a house party at the age you're in when yeah. your friends are you know buying houses and starting families yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and so so anyway i l- let me let me say some more about him for people who don't know him he's a um, yep. american musician he plays uh many instruments he's a singer he's a songwriter and he's becoming a composer he already is a composer um mm-hmm. and he was he's from long island um he was born in 82 so at the time of this recording he's 38 years old um he was a singer of a ska band he he started out sort of in the ska scene he sang for this band called the arrogant sons of bitches um then after that he sang for um a musical collective which we'll talk about a little bit called bomb the music industry um, and then after Bond the Music Industry broke up, he started a solo career and released his first uh, sort of big solo record. He released one before called I Think I Look Like Trash or something like that, or I Look Like Trash, something like that. Um, but then his first sort of bigger uh, solo release was called We Cool, and it was released on, I believe, Side One Dummy. Um, and that was in 2015. Yeah, that so that's pretty, that's pretty recent, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then he's been putting out, been putting out solo records. He just put one out this year called no dream, which might be his best. I don't know. I was very excited about it. So yeah. Um, no, it's great. Yeah. It's very good. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of some background. Um, I don't know. What do you have any in, sort of yeah. initial thoughts? Um, yeah. Um, hearing that he, he, I, I, I haven't listened to any of his pre solo, uh, yeah, uh, album stuff, but and, and there are, there are some kind of ska like moments right. in some of his in some of it. Sure, um, but hearing that he started as a singer in a ska band does make sense. Does it? Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's something about his. Okay, before I get into that, um, <laughs> and I'm for for me like ska is a very very specific yeah very like a taste that like. I the real estate I have yeah. for the ska flavor is very small. Sure. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, definitely. So I I can't I, like I'm I, I'm not gonna have a ska playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to the this song because I like this song and this yes. song because I like this song, but I'm not gonna just listen to a ska band. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um and I don't know what that is. I, I think it just reminds me too much of high school in yeah. a negative in way. A negative I don't know why. No, I get that. Yeah. And and actually as I'm getting older it's funny um I was listening to well, let me just let me just be real good to all of our um uh, or some of our you know co podcasts on our on our uh, Rock Candy network um and say yesterday I was listening to Magnified Pod uh and they were talking to some of the Five Iron people and I think I'm coming to realize as I get over, older that like it's not really that I love ska but there, you know what I mean, because it's not it's like I'm doing. Five Iron. It's just Five Iron Frenzy, yeah. But I yeah. mean, you know, I do like some bands that ha- other than them that like have horns in them, like Less Than Jake or something. But it's not really yeah. because they're ska. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm in love with the yeah. the chicka chicka guitar and like yeah. horns. I don't really, 
you know. And when Jeff Rosenstock does the chicka chicka guitar, yeah. he doesn't do it a lot, but when he does, yeah. it's like that's like yes. it's like the perfect blend for me of a little bit of that flavor. It's and just, maybe even he has horns in his yeah. in one of his songs. He plays saxophone just, in some of his songs, yeah. Um yeah. but it's just yeah, it's like a spice. Yeah. It's like it's like a little yeah. bit, it's a little taste. Um Yeah. So the I think I think and not to say that ska can't be minor. Sure. Um but uh the playlist you sent me um mm-hmm. every song in yep. the playlist yep. every single one is in a major key. Yes. Yes it there's is. There's no there's no minor. Yep. Um which for me it typically is like kind of like a oh mm-hmm. and that's and that is a ska thing. Like ska is not that you can't have minor ska but sure. just those mate like Yeah. La da 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 da. Yeah, if you can sing that throughout the whole song somewhere, <laughs> yeah. that's a major key song. <laughs> Every is. one of his songs, that's most so of his, most funny, of his, dude. yeah, yeah, most of his melodies start on a major third. Yeah, uh huh. But yeah, it's so rough around the edges. Yeah, uh-huh. that it balances out so well. Right. Um. It doesn't. He he's not a power pop guy. It doesn't. He, he's a hundred percent a power pop guy. Right. But the way it's presented, mm-hmm. it's uh lyrically and just the way he sings yeah the power pop of it uh-huh. is i, I don't know yeah. I, it's I, I one of his songs he mentions crust punk and i'm like it's right. crusty it's, <laughs> it's crusty. you know yeah right um yeah and it's it, it's funny because i mean that's that's interesting i had never thought about the fact that none of those songs are in minor keys uh, and i didn't pick them on purpose but i'll be curious to go Every back single through one of them. yeah i mean yeah. i'm i'm unsup- uh, now that you say it it's like well yeah of course they are i just never considered it um but I, i'd be curious to go back regardless of his, what he's singing about you can't help but you, you can smile through the whole song that's part of the thing too that i really like yeah. is the is the dichotomy between and there are other bands that have this too like pup and whatever and even weirdly five iron to some extent where they're singing mm-hmm. about something that's dark or or unhappy or a bummer but they don't they don't try to reflect that in the musicness, in the sonic elements of the music, right? It's yeah. like it's upbeat like, it's like that, with downbeat lyrics. Um, it's like that early saves the day where he's talking yes. about uh, yeah. drinking your blood that's dripping and yeah. dripping down your throat. But it's all and not that like their songs weren't minor. The, I think their next record was all kind of there minor was just because yeah. they like yeah. they just went there. The saves the day record, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's just this, you know, sure this mix of, and I think. <laughs> There, there's something about that when you and I first started getting into punk rock music, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, like the no effects and stuff. It's like it's 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 like, yeah, gritty pop punk. It's yeah. like you know, it's it's not, and it's even rancid. It's, it's, it's pop punk. Yeah, like there's a pop element in all of these. Absolutely, bands. they're pop um, songs. It's just yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there's something about. I, there's this feeling that was just so fresh and new when I was like. 15 years old uh-huh. of this really intense punchy smiley mm-hmm. but aggressive sound yeah with all of the negative emotions that i was feeling growing up right that just was so like it's like a shot of adrenaline yeah um in a way that like when you're a kid you're like i just discovered something and all the cool <laughs> yeah. kids at my school will never hear They'll this never and like it. this is mine yeah and you know, Warp Tour made that kind of stuff mainstream or whatever. Yeah. But Jeff Rosenstock, every little specific part of what I used to love about right. discovering that type of music, mm-hmm. he does it in one of his songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the 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 drum beat or if it's this starting really small and then 
getting big yeah. and having these thumpy, crunchy mm-hmm. drums and, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, a big major third shout yeah. that like you know you you practice like you know when you're 16 you first start driving you're practicing it in your car because sure. you're too embarrassed to do yeah. it anywhere <laughs> of else. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, car is the safe. He captures. Space. He captures aesthetically mm-hmm. what I think you and I discovered yeah as kids yeah mm-hmm. and those things that we discovered listening to those albums yeah doesn't work anymore no it doesn't yeah because they were kids too yes exactly he's found a way to take yes that and dr- take a syringe and draw it out of that yeah. and inject it into this kind of new sound new music yeah. that completely is like that whole playlist is so nostalgic for me, and it's all new music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And, and that's sort of sort of one of the things I wanted to to ask you about. This is good um, because actually it's funny because this is a an episode that I chose, and as I got to thinking about it more, it's like I basically just have a number of ways to say I really like Jeff Rosenstock's music. But I'm interested to hear mm-hmm. you analyze why you think that is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and yeah. what's interesting about it because I might be a little too. Not too close to it. Like I've tried to break parts yeah. of it down and think about it, but at the same time, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting because one of the things I've been doing lately, and this is just uh, probably Instagram figuring me out, right? Somehow I told Instagram that I was interested in this, and so it's just shown me hundred and ten percent this. But it's it's shown me all these like accounts that just post live videos of like Blink One Eighty Two and uh yeah. green day and stuff and so it's like all these like you know warp tour 2002 blink 182 video clips and stuff and um mm. i've been watching a lot of those just when i'm scrolling through social media uh just for fun and i was thinking about that in in the run-up to doing this episode and i was like whatever it is that they're doing i understand that it's connected to what like jeff rosenstock is doing but it's not mm-hmm. there's something very different about it and i'm not sure that i can articulate yeah. what it is there's something that's the same that i can articulate and there's something that's yeah. really different that he, i can articulate yeah he's you know he, he's he's taking out the he's pulling all the uh like the like tangible aesthetics of yeah the feelings yeah. of those things that we liked. And and, yeah. and that's why I'm saying going back, if you're listening to Blink-182, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're singing about in the car, just can't wait right. to pick you up on our very first date. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, yeah. there's something about the the, the melody and the drums and the, the yeah. guitar that, yeah. like, tickles that. Uh-huh. But then Jeff Rosenstock takes, like... Uh, I, it's it's it is hard to kind of put your finger on right yeah like the the thing here here the and the, no a lot of the listeners are not going to know these bands sure but Jeff Rosenstock feels like Noggin Toboggan at times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was this old Christian punk rock band That's called great... Noggin Toboggan when I say Christian punk rock band yeah. it was this punk rock band that yeah. played like Christian festivals and yeah. always got in trouble for cursing, always got in trouble right? for cursing yeah um, um, and they were very they good were, they, were, they were one of those bands who was in were, my mind so good dude I listened to Please to Melt You like a month or two ago and it's like it's still oh, nice. it's still just too good for the context it's like they were yeah. always going to be better than any band that was on their label any band they played a festival with because they shouldn't have been yeah. in the Christian market they were too good for it so yeah yeah um and, but they were you know they Noggin Toboggan as a kid, like other than like Phantom of the Opera, yeah, like Noggin Toboggan was like the cool thing that taught me how to like, yeah, 
walk the line of like uh major and minor chords yes mm-hmm. you know and incorporate um, those together in a nice spicy sauce as opposed to just and that that's one yeah. thing that that came to my mind man this this episode is going to be really inside baseball but that's fine um that's fine yeah uh but like that's one thing that's that, why we do this exactly that's one thing that came to mind when you were talking about no effects is like when no effects did a minor song it was minor mm-hmm. all the way to the rails it like rode the rails of minor yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it was mm-hmm. like it's like just the the fucking minor scale um and and yeah. that's not what that's not what Noggin Toboggan is doing and that's not what Fan of the Opera is doing um because no. it's bl- it's more blended and it makes it more complex it makes yeah. it for a more more complex flavor um yeah which is something that's hard that I've like struggled with in my own yeah. songwriting and I haven't you know focused on it in a sort of professional yeah. way um yeah. so yeah so some other bands that it made me feel feel like and this was again Mm -hmm. like i'm not i'm not i'm drawing i am drawing a direct correlation but at the same time it's more of a how i felt when i first heard like slick shoes right yeah Uh so slick shoes was a band that like yeah okay well i heard blink on the radio but there's this this band called slick shoes i I don't know if were they on tooth and nail or something i think they were tooth and nail band yeah and they they had these really aggressive guitars and really fast songs right but they were like they felt Com- complex yeah they did mm-hmm. and it was it was it, poppy and stuff it, but it was yeah. like it was never and, as sort of um it didn't feel as aggressive as like a no effects even though it was fast because yeah. it was so fast mm. it felt kind of smoothed out or something i don't know how to describe that but yeah uh something it didn't um, feel like another, rugged yeah yeah there was another band i think they were also on betty rocket records mm-hmm. and i can't remember the name of them sick of change but, maybe was that them? S- maybe sick of change. Something like that. Uh, maybe um, something like that. I don't yeah. know. I know who you're these talking bands about. That. That, like, yeah. you know, when we were probably honestly probably 14, probably when yeah. we were discovering those. Probably, bands. Yeah. yeah. And there was something of this this feeling of discovery and of like, uh-huh. oh, these guys feel a lot. Yeah. And they're really aggressive and fast yeah. and, um. I and and then the other one, which no one will know this sure. band except for you. <laughs> The Twerpentines. Yeah, of so course. Yeah, yeah, The Fred Twerpentines were this... Yeah. Fred Oakman. Yeah. They were this band that used to tour in regionally. Yeah. And like, they always came through Kentucky and played the skate park which, there and which, we would go in. Let me, let me throw... Uh, I follow Fred on Instagram and he's still... Just to throw him a, throw him a bone here, uh, they're still... Some of those... It's him and a couple of other of the key sort of Twerpentines slash Sigma Home folks uh, are, home, are yeah. doing a band called One If By Land now. And they're writing their third record, oh, cool. so he's still putting out music. So yeah, and Signal Home, their second band was signed by the dude from like Hawthorne Heights or something for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they 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 did some stuff. Yeah, but there was always this this just like to to this day I don't know how they used to get those guitar tones. Mm, it was yep. just this raw kind of. Do you think like that you could feel like <sighs> yeah. the guitar in their chest? I and I don't know that it was the guitar tone as much as just how I felt about that's what I was, what I was gonna you say I mean? how much of that guitar tone was the fact that we yeah. were 15 and they were gods right in front of us you know what yeah. I mean so and Jeff Rosenstock yeah has found a way to um mm-hmm. brew that feeling yeah. mm-hmm. and I I think all of these reasons and and again like slick shoes I'll, I'll never listen to slick shoes again sure I yeah. don't care yeah right um but <laughs> the feeling that yeah. I got when I first heard slick shoes on some random compilation was like Oh, this is right. this is youth. This is sure. Uh, this this is this is I, well. I guess this is grow right. <laughs> um, yeah. And Jeff Rogan, he he really captures all that stuff. Sure. And, 
and one reason I realized the when I realized this, mm-hmm. I've I've listened to Jeff Jeff Rose talk a few times. Sure. Um, uh, Scram, I've heard several times. Oh, interesting. I saw him play it on okay. on you know. Oh, on uh, 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 yeah, uh, on, Seth Meyer maybe something. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I yeah. remember in production wise that album just sounds really dope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it's it's really technically really cool. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until you made me this playlist. Mm-hmm. And then I started listening on a dog walk, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't." And in that that first song, uh, the first song you put uh, on the playlist, "Get Old Forever," was, "Get Old Forever." Yep. It started um, like it sounded like he was singing outside of the booth yes. in the studio, yep. and the guitar was like barely plugged in or something. Yeah, and then it's like I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. I I get it." And then and then it swells into this full bodied yeah. like. Yeah, just chunky, sure. very close mic sound, mm-hmm. and then I started just slowly turning my uh, headphones up yep. until they couldn't go up any further, and right. then I and then I came back one dot because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm a sound engineer. You don't want to blow it careful. out. Yeah, yeah, but I I couldn't listen to that stuff quiet because right. it there was something primal in me that was like, oh, I need this to fill my sure. head yeah. and bounce around yeah. in my skull. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and to some extent, I mean, let me let me pause on that song for just a minute because I feel like that song, and actually as I was listening to the play, playlist that I made you, I just tried to pick some varying songs uh, with different feels and stuff. Yeah. But um, one of the things I like about a lot of those songs, but that one in particular, is that the structure is interesting. I feel like a lot of his structures are very interesting. It's, it's not mm-hmm. always... Or sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a straight-ahead pop song where it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. Yeah. But like a lot of the times it's, no, here's this part that doesn't, you wouldn't have a name if you titled the structure. It would be like part D. Yeah. And then it never repeats, right? Or something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a, I don't remember who it was. I just saw it the other day. Or it was Greta Gerwig. Okay. And this is not music related. Sure. It's just story related. Yeah. She was saying in an interview that... Um, if that story and structure, story structure, is just ingrained in us as people, mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to study screenplay structure yeah. to tell a great story right. because you structure every story you say t- yep. and you practice that yep. every day. Yep. And I think there's something similar with um, songwriting mm-hmm. when you're, when you, you know, there's something just, you don't have to study song structure, there's something ingrained in us about how to present ideas yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like early on, when you first start writing songs, yeah. you're really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this next step where it's a little untraditional, but you get it. Yeah. You get the pieces. Sure. You understand you know, just uh, naturally kind of how to put a song together. Yeah. And then you keep doing it and doing it, and then you're doing like the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, yes. bridge, chorus. Yeah. And there's that sweet spot right before you get it that can be really interesting yeah. and what reminded me so much of the Twerpentines. And uh-huh. he does that in, in several of these songs to where it's like, it's tapping into this thing that's like yeah. right, bef- right before super polished and put together yes. and a little like, yep. not naive, naive isn't the word, right? but um, uh, uh, like uh, naturally on- uh, honest and natural. Yeah, and, and to some extent, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, the maybe the way to think about it in terms of Jeff Rosenstock doing it um, and people who are highly competent doing that type of thing is like they have gone beyond 
as pop writers, they have gone beyond the sort of structure that you typically would do. And then they, they, they're writing a song like this, Get, All, Get Old Forever. It's like it, when every part comes in, it feels like, oh, of course, we're back to this part, right? But you're not anticipating. Yeah. It's like, of course, this part comes next. It feels so natural yeah. and, and, and I'm actually really, I'm really glad you put that song first yeah. in the playlist. Yeah. Um, it's first on the record, song, so on that record that it's on. So okay, yeah, yeah. It it there there was just something that just felt like it just felt that sense of like sixteen year old me discovering this thing yeah. of like uh, I don't remember the lyrics, but well, it's like actually, let me the, the melody is yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's like i'm like oh is this the no this is kind of a pre-chorus yes but then it goes into like a a chorus without lyrics and then the chorus comes in yes so it's like it's just it's just this interesting way of but when that song kicks in like mm-hmm. I, i'm sorry to everyone listening but there's just something <laughs> that just feels go listen so, to it it's on all the streaming stuff get old forever yeah by jeff rosenstock it yeah. just felt like 15 16 year old me discovering yeah. what what a song can do you know it, it feels like a live thing it does it felt yeah. like i was it felt like i was watching the torpentines in a skate park yeah but not in a poor production quality because right. the production quality is very right. close mic'd very in your face yeah it's just hard to. It's hard for me to put my finger yeah, on it. Yeah. Well, but. and let me let me and so just to tap into the sort of you know the fact that the thing that distinguishes it right because one possibility um, for because I still listen to quite a bit of punk rock and I find myself disappointed a lot by it um, by like sure. I'm looking for like new punk rock right and I find myself a lot yeah. of times bummed out. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. Right. Well, I I, I yeah. look for it, and sometimes I'll find stuff that I like. I like mm-hmm. pup. I like you know microwaves. Kind of got a punk flavor to them. Um, but like, yeah. a lot of times I'm disappointed because it sounds like a degrade. A lot of bands sound like a degrade version of stuff we were listening to when we were 16. In a way that yeah. like it's it's like they're trying to do this. They're trying to tap into whatever that was, whatever that feeling is. But they're not doing it in an original way. They're just rehashing a lot of the same. T- yeah. tricks and tools from earlier um but one, one of the things that i was going to say makes me feel like he's not doing that and one of the reasons i i love his stuff so much is like lyrically he's not singing about teenage or even really early 20s stuff like he's he's a 38 year old guy yeah. and he sings about shit that a 38 year year old guy would sing about who tours in a band and makes music for a living yeah um but, but even like yeah uh, pass rash which is right kind of a love song right kind of yeah in parts, yeah, yeah. I mean, in parts, but it, you know, he's. It feels like he's singing to a, a, a somebody he's into, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it doesn't doesn't. It feels like it just feels like a kind of. A, a, I don't, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, go, I was. I don't want to. I mean, you're absolutely right, and I want to. I want to come to that because he does sing about love sometimes, um, and even that doesn't feel super young. But like the opening lines of "Get Old Forever" are. When your friends are buying starter homes with their accomplishments, drinking at a house show can feel childish and embarrassing. embarrassing. Uh, with people glaring because despite what the advertisement said, malt liquor doesn't make you young. <laughs> like, that's such a good line. Like That's such a good verse. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah. if you're 15, you don't know that. You can't understand no. that feeling. You know what I mean? And it's not like I'm going to a ton of house shows, yeah. but it's like I fee- I understand the emotion that he's no, tracking. 100%. That, you yeah. know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, and and the end of my touring days yeah. felt very much like that. Even though my friends, it, I was probably twenty. You're twenty four, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. And you know he's you know he's probably in his mid thirties when he wrote that, right? Or when he mm-hmm. when that came out, yeah. But I I I did I get that from yeah. feeling that, and yeah. I still feel like you know you and I both live so much more untraditionally than a lot of the people we grew up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, one of his songs and I don't have it ready, but says something about, uh, some of my friends are good Americans. Uh, how could they empathize with the trouble that I'm in (laughs) or whatever? Um, right. And, uh, just stuff like that. Just singing about not having, like being at an age where most people are living in one particular way and you're just not living in that way. Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting just on its own and makes for right. something that, you know, <coughs> I and I imagine you can identify with to some extent. Yeah, um, totally. Dope. You want to take a quick break? It looks like we're at about 30-ish minutes. That's cool. Throw in a, throw in a quick plug and then, and then jump back in. Plug it in, plug it in. Hi, I'm Liam Hooper. And I'm Peterson Toscano. Together, we co-host the Bible Bash podcast. Each month, we look into a different ancient story. We're curious to find insights into our own queer lives. We discuss these and share our findings with you. You can find the Bible Bash podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out at the end of each month. And we're back. Um, And we're back. And we're back. Um, Okay. So we talked, we've, we've sort of jumped into the deep end first. We didn't give much sort of background, but I think that's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you not want to know what my favorite song on the, Please on tell the me, playlist was? So first of all, let me, let me pull up the playlist for, for folks so that I can just read. It's only eight songs, so I'll just read out what they are really quick so that yeah. if there are any like intense Jeff fans out there that they can uh, know, what I'm, know what I'm sending. Um, Okay, so Get Old Forever, we talked about that. Then uh, Polar Bear or Africa, um, then Pash Rash, then Festival Song, then No Time, Nike's Alt, uh, B&B, No Dream, and then So Let's Go Nowhere by the Arrogant Sons of yeah. Bitches. So, yeah. What was your favorite, For whatever Joe? reason, I've been doing this for half my sure. years. Yeah. I've been mouthing off in bars. Um, Pash Rash, I don't yeah. know what it is about this song, Yeah, but... It felt it felt the most um it 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 triggered more of whatever that thing is that he is injected from interesting our youth. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know what it huh. is, but yeah. it's it's almost this it's like it felt the least punk or pop punk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way. Um interesting. I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's just the uh um, almost, almost kind of like sad doo-wop feel to yeah. it. Yeah, he does have quite. A, he has a he has a fair amount of doo-wop in some of the stuff that he does. Um, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I, I I think that was uh, I think that was my favorite and one of my sure. least favorites until I read the lyrics was festival song. Interesting, because festival song yep. on the surface. If and and here's the thing about Jeff Rosenstock. If you really want to get the most out of it, you need yeah. to read what he's saying. You do, yeah. Because he does not articulate. Nope. 
Mm-mm. And I and that's and that's fine. I mean, I, sure. I think if he articulated too much, he's yeah. you know, it would change the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, festival song with that w- the unarticulated version of festival song that. is just a little too like a little too on the nose. Here's a me. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then reading the lyrics, it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you know it I mean? has to be right. Um, yeah, to some extent, yeah, and, it has to be that. That's yeah, one of the that's one of the songs that is the most sort of. Uh, uh, traditionally or simply or commonly structured, right? I mean, that's a verse, chorus, mm-hmm. verse, chorus, bridge, chorus out. Um, and it's it's one of the ones that... the re- Like, okay, so tell me about your experience after, like, before reading and then after reading. Hold on, let me, let me pull up. The yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see. I ha- think I have those up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Tell me about your experience before reading the lyrics, first of all, and then we'll um, we'll read some of them and and dig into it. Yeah, so I mean, a, a song called called Festival Song, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then a song that just feels like this this kind of pop punk with uh, <laughs> yeah a, a synth lead. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, this this reminds me of like uh-huh. a typical like festival punk rock band or yep. or like the kind of like the what you would expect from a uh, so I would skip over it. Sure, of um, course. Because I was yeah, walk- yeah. I'm not reading lyrics. I'm walking my dog. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I'd get through it. I'm like, I don't hate it. I don't yeah. hate it. But like this, it's just it felt. Did it feel you know, the sort of most derivative of the stuff that we used yeah, to listen it, to? It was, yeah. Yeah. It just it felt the most derivative. It felt a little. The bubblegum flavor was just a little too hard. Sure. For me yeah, I get that, that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Honestly, I think for me personally, hearing a song called Festival Song, like, because I, I still have a very complicated complicated relationship with my, especially my later touring days. Yeah. And kind of how that tainted how I feel about, felt about uh, playing shows, playing festivals. Sure. Uh, how. Why is, is that? Later like, in life, how dumb, how dumb I felt. Yeah. Pursuing just. Be, writing songs and singing songs for people it just, just in general yeah just in general you just start to feel there was like this kind of like i feel kind of useless sure <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. thing mm-hmm. and then and then for a while uh listening to songs with lyrics um and and any kind of like pop structure right. even if the right. lyrics are, are really cool and complicated sure just felt silly to me yeah 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 um mm-hmm. and i just felt burnt out and i felt um I just wanted to t- to push that part of well, I, I had to let that part of my life die. Yeah, for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, because that my my whole like goal and purpose in life was to be a touring musician. That's and a that's songwriter. Yeah, and to make a living, and that was my identity. Yeah, and then when I hit twenty six or so, and I'm like, this is not going to happen for me. Right. Um. I think in order to to change gears enough. For myself, mm-hmm. I had to just sever myself from it. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm not there anymore. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm, I listen to music. I, you know, I, I don't really write. Uh, you don't in write regards to music, songwriting. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really write songs anymore. I'd, sure. I'd like to, and I've, and I've thought about it. Um, but we'll get you so back in that game that at some to, point. Yeah, all that to say, when I saw somebody who. Uh, <laughs> Reminded me so much of the things that I loved about music growing up. Yeah, and then see a song called "Festival Song." Right. It was immediately a bad taste in my mouth. Excellent. It was like that's so interesting. Oh, I, I, 
I don't want to go to a music festival. I don't want to see this band and this band and th- like no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too much. It's 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 like, That's you know, like so in, in yeah, I haven't been to a music festival yeah in forever. I haven't been to a show yeah. in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, like yeah, I, and it's it's so funny just too. something like ingrained in me that's just like yeah, uh, just a bad. It's just. It's, I don't it's, know, it's complicated. It's really funny because, like, me. I have gone to shows in the past, you know, I mean, before COVID, obviously, like, I went to some shows last year and stuff like that, and it is, like, it's the kind of thing where I, di- I didn't have the extreme sort of, you know, distaste or extreme experience that you had in regard to that stuff, but at the same time, when I go to a show now, it's a very different, I have a different set of goals, I have a different set of aims, I'm there for a very different yeah. reason, um, even though yeah. in, in you know, when I was a teenager in my early 20s, I would have been an audience member too, it's like what I want out of a show is so much different and the stakes feel so much more manageable now <laughs> than they did yeah. when I was young, um, but yeah. anyway, all that makes sense uh, with Festival Song, it's not something I would have thought about before, but I'm so glad that I put it on yeah. the playlist. Um, yeah, because um, of that. And 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 it wasn't till it was it was today when I actually was re- oh, wow. re-listening through yeah. through the because like I hadn't had a chance to really sit down and sure. read as I was listening. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this 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 song is calling out everything that I felt negatively about yeah. the title and sound of this song. Yeah. it's about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yep. about like, yeah, my. Uh, saltiness yeah so um let me let me hit some of these lyrics um the first verse is it feels completely ridiculous that i'm a willing participant gazing at the purples and pinks in the shadows shadow of a bank sponsored skyline uh you unite against the establishment while drones transmit the images to a server farm in the valley for a culture that'll eat its own insides um yeah that line is i'm i am jealous of that line um yeah that last stanza or whatever um anyway so yeah the song is is essentially about right um Mm -hmm. the song is about sort of false uh i heard him talk about this in an interview actually and he was talking about how like it's about a particular festival that he went to that he wasn't even playing apparently like a political band that he really likes was playing and he knew them or knew somebody who could get him into the festival and so he went to the festival and then festivals now um you know, probably even more so than when you and I were going to them are just, I mean, it's just, it's just advertising everywhere, you know, um, everything is sponsored. Every tent is a, you know, is an HBO max water fill up station or the, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, the, the, anyway, pick your favorite corporate brand. Um, and they're all doing stuff. And, um, so he talks about like the sort of, and this is one of the themes he comes to a lot in a lot of his music is sort of this, it's this simultaneous feeling of like this punk rock rebellion, like fuck everything and we're going to tear it down. And then also this sort mm-hmm. of like millennial futility of like, well, no, I mean like capitalism has won. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's over. Like we can't really do anything. Yeah. Um, and so it's like marrying those two things together that I think is very interesting artistically. There's a, um, and the only other stanza that I'll read from this song is the, the bridge, which is, um, we're not stupid people, but this financial depression has got everyone believing all that we can do is nothing because we organize through avenues they lace with advertisements. So the ones we try to rage against are still lining their pockets. Um, and so it's about, you know, posting stuff about anti-capitalism to Instagram or whatever, you know what I mean? Which I totally <laughs> yeah. do. And it's like, totally. it's like, yeah, so, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is making money. 
because of my political speech. You know what I mean? It's just kind of yeah. one of those things. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think those two things are interesting to marry together artistically. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a grand point about that, but... Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if we can share this playlist, like, somewhere yeah. to where people can... I feel like I can. I don't know. Is, can um, you do that I on the so. internet now? Yeah, can I'm you sure you can. I'm sure you can. I'll uh, I'll I'll yeah. figure it out, and we'll um, I'll post it in the uh, I'll post it in the notes to the to the podcast. How about that? Um, yeah. Um, okay. The 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 next song that uh, struck a chord with me in a in a very um, uh, in a very nostalgic way was yeah. "No Time." Yes. Um, this is the song I've listened to. This was like probably i think was my like number one song of 2020 on spotify or whatever i just yeah. keep coming back to it over and over and over it's like a minute and a half long but yeah um just uh actually it's funny every song that you've mentioned are the ones i have pulled lyrics up to already that i wanted to talk about so. oh interesting yeah. yeah yeah let's 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 talk about it because um, uh yeah from from a from a an aesthetic uh point this song is very um very it's i can't i can't put my finger on what it is but it just feels like structurally like young punk bands yeah. that we liked growing up who hadn't didn't have it figured out yet yeah um they just knew to do it fast yeah. and, and quick <laughs> yeah. and and yeah. you know just kind of a i don't know like a rough and tumble type of pop punk song sure um that just felt very yeah, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Everybody. No, this, no. This, I, epi- this, ep- this episode suck. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm having cool. a great time, so I don't really, I don't great. care. Um, everybody who's listening, I'm a to better this, writer than I am a speaker. Everybody who's listening, to this gra- grab a grab a beverage, sit down, calm down. It's fine. Um, yeah, all right. don't be that way. Don't be that way. Be good. So uh, let me. Uh, I'll give you some lyrics from this song called "No Time," which is the also the first song on his new record, uh, "No Dream." Uh, the lyrics are, did you learn to make amends with your pile of flaming shit? Gain the patience to deal with total idiots without losing your composure. Oh, please tell me how it is. I didn't have the time. Did you learn to forge a path toward existing comfortably in a total nightmare concurrent with legal weed? Uh, did you harness the inner fortitude to present gracefully? I didn't have the time. Uh, when you wake, does it feel like you have a purpose? When you wake, does it feel like you had a purpose all along? Exploiting all my deep narcissistic tendencies, basking in the fruits of my soft complicity. Did you turn into a person that you really want to be? I didn't have the time. Um, the chorus is kind of, I didn't have the time. Yeah. And then that's kind of the chorus, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if you could call it a chorus. If it, yeah, exactly. I like I say, it's about a minute like, and 30, 30 seconds. It's very short. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like... Uh, it almost plays more like uh, structurally like a, a rap song, yeah. Without, you know, like or like a rap song that just has ver- just yep. has you know verses. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because um, like um, that bridge from festival song that I read just a minute ago. Um, one of the one of the critiques that I've read of him in some of the you know pitchfork reviews or whatever that I've read is that he yeah. overwrites sometimes. Um, and I, I was I was curious if you felt that at all. I mean, I know you didn't have time to sort of dig in like I've been digging in for the past five years, but um, over overwrites in what way? Well, I, I I took it to sort of mean like packs too much in, like there's just too much and too small of a space. Like he could expand some of the stuff, or you know what I mean? Um, um maybe no, just maybe I, just I, lyrically, but I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so because I think that's part of it's part of the th- thing about it that yeah kind of struck a chord with me. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, just kind of cramming like the the idea of cramming these lyrics and chords through yeah. a minute and thirty without taking your time. Right. If you take your time too much, and there are s- some songs where he does, you know, take definitely sure. take more time. Yeah. Um, but they still have a feeling of kind of. Sort of like an urgency or something. Yeah, an urgency or or or, or something like that. But like, I I yeah. feel like if you if you smooth Jeff Rosenstock out too much, yeah. then you lose you lose you lose the yeah you lose what yeah, it is. Because I mean, even 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 his newer album, mm-hmm. um, No Dream, yeah. is the production quality of each album gets better and better. Right. And I feel like he he knows that, mm-hmm. and that's why the first song is No Time. Sure. Because. You know the instruments are recorded great, the fidelity is great, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm gonna play the the fastest, crammiest song as I can to start out. Right. J- it right. almost feels like a street cred type of thing. Sure. Wait, yeah. Is is no time fifty four seconds? It might be. Yeah. Wait. Uh huh. It's fifty four. It's not a minute. And it's half. not a minute. Fifty four seconds. Okay. It's fifty four yeah, seconds. It's less than a minute. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Because um, I'm like, yeah. ah, a minute and a half sounds sure. a little long. I'm thinking of the like, second one, actually, Nike's Alt, which is the second song on the record, is like a minute and a yeah. half. So it's like a 50-second song, a minute and a half song, before you get into even a full song structure uh, presentation on the new record. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, fun- and I, yeah I, go ahead. I feel like regardless of how polished you make the recordings, yeah. I don't think the way he plays the guitar mm-hmm. and the way the words just pop out of his mouth uh-huh. you can't smooth it out he like he, right the smoothest i've ever heard him sound is uh and well and this this could be potentially a a a, a segue yeah. but yeah. if we're not ready for that but no i think it's fine the craig of the creek soundtrack yes mm-hmm. is like that's the smoothest jeff rosenstock i've heard mm-hmm. but not knowing that that was jeff rosenstock mm-hmm. and like being a 34 year old who leaves cartoon network on all day right. in the year 2020 and feels great about it absolutely and, has gravitated towards like three different shows that I kind of look forward to and will sit down for a minute to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig of the Creek is one of those shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where there's um, this band, this garage band that's playing this this music. And I remember thinking like, oh, this this band kind of taps into like how I, and all this stuff we've been talking about, I'm like, this taps into this somehow. Yeah. Um, it's, a little, it's a little smoother and, and a little bit, you know, Less rough around the edges, yeah. um, lyrically and melodically, and all that sure. kind of stuff. But I'm like, oh, this is what how I felt. So these sure. kids in the creek are discovering this band the way I discovered this band, and it wasn't until yesterday that I knew that was Jeff Rosen. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the next thing that we'll talk about, which is he also is the composer for the Cartoon Network kids show Craig of the Creek, um, which is a cool yeah. little cartoon about a about a kid named Craig and his two friends who have adventures in and around the creek mm-hmm. near his house. Um, yeah. So every day they go to the creek. Yeah. And uh, they there it, it feels like summer all year long. Like maybe it yeah. is. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's cartoon. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know. They, they do their things at home, mm-hmm. and they wait all day to go to the creek. And yeah. that's where they go every day. They go to the creek, and they meet up, and they have an adventure. And the show is set up in a in, in, in such a way that it feels like an adventure show, yeah. almost like this Amblin Goonies-style adventure every episode where there are these different sects of people in the creek. Yeah. It feels like this weird kind of um, uh, Westeros type of thing where yeah. Yeah, over yeah. here are the... 
oh here here <laughs> like there's the timekeeper in, yeah. in one episode where there's there's this girl that's up in the tree and she has a tuba and every day at dinner time she plays the tuba uh-huh. and it's dinner and they have and everyone goes home but what happens if she's not there right everyone's going to get grounded the next day because right. they're not going to know <laughs> so the whole episode is about finding the timekeeper the timekeeper and yeah. Craig trying to keep time one day and then they take turns and they all fail until they find the time keep you know what i'm saying it's yeah like, yeah yeah it's great it's, another episode it's like it's it's like one of those things where when you're a kid these little bitty spaces feel like big open worlds full of adventure yeah. and they really he captures that really well the uh, the creator or the well everybody who's involved in yeah. the show but yeah, uh, and it, yeah and it's funny like the, the the way i feel about jeff rosenstock's songs mm-hmm. completely tracks with him making music for a show like that yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah he, he, he get he, he there's 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 a through line between like what it what youth feels like and the yeah. aesthetic of the things he makes versus not just not yeah. just lyrically yeah exactly and um yeah so so he apparently got um the the creator of craig of the creek I, I didn't look up their name but uh, they were fans of his just regular music, and so they contacted him when they got a pilot with Cartoon Network. And yeah, um, he, this was not long ago. This was like um, I think it was. He said it, he got the call like the day before his record Post came out, which I didn't include. I think Post is one of the weakest records. Um, but uh, so I didn't include any of the songs off that. But it, it was one that he dropped. Um, he dropped with no announcement. It just like went up streaming and he like posted a thing to his social media that was like, Oh, there's new record out today. Um, but apparently it was like the Mm -hmm. day before that record dropped that he got this call and he was like, yes, absolutely. This is my dream job to write for a cartoon. And so he did the pilot and then they got 20 episodes after that. And then now they've been going like, I want to say a hundred at least, um, or something like this. So they've been going for a while. Um, and he's been doing that while he writes and records for, his band or his solo work, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So, and that, that, that does sound like a dope gig, like yeah. kind of finding this, like, and getting to be a songwriter, but also mm-hmm. getting to play with, uh, telling a story without lyrics. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. even for a kid's show is, is like, for sure. I, I, I love the, I, the, the thought and the idea that like, we can't explain why a major chord makes us feel the way we do sure. in a minor chord or how to convey someone's emotion through a chord. Like, yeah, I, there's just something, you know, and that's something that I've always like, I don't, I guess I was taught it in a way just by listening to stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, for me, it always just felt like, Oh, I know how to do that. I think, I, I think this is, I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, um, yeah, but, no, that's, that's dope. And I, yeah. and I feel like, that's that's that was the thing just yesterday thinking yeah. like okay i i was i had my foot in the door but kind of knowing that he he writes for this kids show yeah. was like oh there's there's the rest there's the there's the click i can close the door yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, i yeah. closed it i was yeah. i had a foot in the door i ste- i've stepped in and closed it mm-hmm. like well and it, it's, uh, it's i have whatever that thing is to where whatever's small real estate i have left in my old brain yeah. it's like oh he gets a spot right 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 <laughs> and it's, it's funny that i didn't think about that until yesterday um to draw to your attention which is the craig of the creek stuff because i had been thinking about it in terms of like he is jeff rosenstock the solo artist writing music for this 
TV show, right? Because like some of the yeah. because it's a cartoon, like some of the songs have lyrics and stuff, and they're just like yeah. they're softer. There's actually a more Craig chill. The Creek musical. Oh, really? That he's involved in wow. that I found on Spotify. Oh, yeah, that's super cool. But like a lot of them are, they sound like it's chord transitions that would come right out of a Jeff Rosenstock record. Um, mm-hmm. Like some of his resolves, where it's like, oh, if he were a, if he were a worse songwriter, he would just resolve to the one there, but he's going to resolve to the whatever it is, you know, um, yeah. things like this and. Um, and it wasn't until yesterday that I was listening to some interviews with him to sort of just prep and contextualize everything where he talked about like he's trying to learn to be a composer and he doesn't know what that yeah. means or how to do it. Yeah. And he was like, he apparently just moved to California not too long ago. And this is sort of how he talks about everything, which is like, I don't know, man, like we'll just, I'll figure it out. We'll just figure out, mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? It's very yeah. not sort of pre-planned he's like he's like yeah maybe i'll try to like write some music for some movies or something like that he's like i figure i should be <laughs> yeah. i should be out in la because like some people do that out here he's like i don't have any training i don't have an agent i don't have anything like that but maybe i can meet some people and they'll let me do it and he goes and if not that's cool too you know <laughs> and so it's just this very like it's this very yeah. like sort of um and that's actually one of the things that we haven't mentioned that that I do want to bring up is his sort of, I mean, you can tell he's political just by some of the lyrics that we've read and stuff, but like, um, he also had, and this goes back to bomb the music industry from before he was a solo artist. He also has this like sort of deep discomfort with commerce and music going together. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that like, that I very much identify with. Like I was, I was like super uncomfortable, even with the very little limited, like completely non-harmful ways that we would incorporate and rightfully so, right. That we would incorporate commerce into our music when we were in bands, um, back in the day. And, I was just always very like, ah, just it just feels gross and icky. And he very much has that sort of thing going on. So like Bomb the Music Industry, when they were touring, um, they would do they did the tip jar online thing. Like when Napster and LimeWire and all this stuff were just coming up, he formed this record label called Quote Unquote Records. And they still to this day put out all of his music and a bunch of other bands, and they do it all tip jar. So like, you know, you can buy so he like dual releases all of his Jeff Rosenstock records on like side one dummy or polyvinyl or whatever and then also on quote unquote where you can get it for free or for a dollar or for whatever you feel like paying um yeah and that goes back to bomb the music industry who they didn't even they didn't sell merch they would like you would bring a cdr and they would have like a tower and they would burn their music for you at the show (laughs) um and then they would they would bring stencils and spray paint or maybe you had to bring your own spray paint and a t-shirt and that's how they would make their t-shirts for you at the merch station you know like they would just spray you a t-shirt and there you go um And I don't know how you survive doing that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But something about that is very, like, very resonant with me where I'm like, okay, like, sure. I feel like I trust him more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, and like the fact that he seems like he doesn't have the, he's not a business person who is doing mm-hmm. music. He just wants to make music. And then it, business is just this kind of bummer necessity that you have to do in yeah. order to do it with all your time. Um, yeah no totally yeah yeah and at the same time it feels like him taking a job like craig at the creek is yeah. also like well how how can i like how can i like you know pay the bills sure. with what i know how to do exactly and feel okay about it yep. uh, writing the music for a dope kids show okay sure. yeah. you know it, it yeah, just, exactly that it just that, that that doesn't feel gross yeah it feels yeah like i don't know yeah no like, I, I, yeah yeah 
Go ahead. And here's here's my quick Cartoon Net- Network spiel. Sure. It's very quick. <laughs> um, it's It's been very therapeutic for me to just leave it on. Part of it, the, the reason we started doing it was because both of our dogs are very anxious dogs. Mm-hmm. And if the house is too quiet, mm, they'll listen yeah. for stuff to get nervous, yeah. scared, and mad They'll at. work themselves up. Um, yeah. And Cartoon Network's great because there's always a, a always a, a variety of sounds yeah. to wash out the background to where it's like, it's this, but then it's that, and yeah. then it's a boing, and then it's a pop, yeah. and then it's a scream, <laughs> and it's like... That's funny. It's like, okay, well, it's just like, it's enough to where it's like... It helps minimize yeah. their anxieties yeah, yeah. in a way. And it's not like a horror movie. Um, so that, it's all like kind of nice sounds probably. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every now and then we'll get a, a, a door knock, doorbell, or a dog bark in a cartoon uh, yeah. and that yeah, will yeah. set them off. Sure. But other than that, it's... it's yeah. Um, and, and, and in doing so, um, I've watched a lot of uh, Teen Titans Go, right. which um, I know it's super uncool to love that show, <laughs> but and I will... I I I'll, I'll fight over this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Teen Titans Go is incredibly funny. Uh-huh. It does not take itself seriously right. at all sure. in such a refreshing way to me. Mm. And they make they make fun of themselves a lot. Like, there's a whole episode where uh, Batman and Superman are on it, mm. and they're getting ready to fight. Right. Mm-hmm. And they say, and then, and then one of them's like, "Wait, what's your mom's name, Martha? Oh, mine is too. Oh, this is great. That's great. We can be friends." And then, so and then, one, and then, Batman said, "Wait a minute, what's your dad's name?" God, that's <laughs> and he's like, so uh, good. Uh, "What? What's Superman's dad? Jonathan? Uh, I guess. Can't. Jo- Jonathan. Yeah. Mine's Thomas." And then they fight <laughs> because their dads have different names. It's just, it's so that's funny, and it's like. That's very good. It's like in a world where everything is so grim and serious yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, politically things are just scary yeah. and draining. Yes. But then you watch a show like Teen Titans Go and they're just like, mm-hmm. they're fighting about whether burgers or burritos of are Of course. And it's a big yeah. deal. It lets you take a break. You know, like yeah. Cyborg is like, you know, Beast Boy, Beast Boy is a vegan and he'll only eat burritos. Sure. And and Cyborg is not a vegan, and he's going to eat burgers, and yeah. they're going to have this big fight until at the end, there's a burrito monster and a burger monster fighting, uh, and everyone's watching it from the tower. Nice. It's just like nice. Ah, oh, it's such a breath. Anyway, yeah. this this show isn't about Teen Titans. And then uh, <laughs> the Amazing World of Gumball is incredibly funny. Yeah. And uh, Tiff and I will, will be eating lunch with it on, and we'll both find ourselves laughing at the jokes because they're so aimed at us. Yeah, you know what I right, mean. They're right, not right. aimed at, at if we had kids. It's for millennials. If we had kids, yeah. they'd laugh at them. Sure, but it's you know. Yeah. But uh, Craig of the Creek is a little bit less so aimed at us. Yes, mm-hmm. but not but not in a way that's um um not in a way that's uh that detracts me from yeah enjoying it yeah, while it's yeah, on for sure um. But there, there's, there is this through line to me of people my age and a little younger being in the writers' rooms of these shows, yeah. and being fully aware of how kind of shitty the world is, yeah, mm-hmm. and finding ways to uh, almost sarcastically teach kids smart ways to look at life, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I, I find this a lot in, in Gumball where a lot of the times right now, the, the, the funny thing is, is like the Teen Titans 
are kind of the bad guys in their show. Oh, interesting. They never yeah. learn their lesson. Sure. Yeah. They always take the wrong thing from it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. And it's funny yeah. and and we all laugh. But at the yeah. same time, we know that this yeah. like we know like Okay, don't be like the team. You're Titans. not learning being, that lesson. They're, they're the bullies. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. being bu- they're being bullies to the bad guys. Sure, we get it, but we we can still laugh at it. It's funny, right? Um, and you know, <laughs> the same thing with Gumball and these shows. It's like yeah. there is something that like if the like I just feel like it's it's teaching kids com- comp- complex ways to think. Yeah. Um, without force feeding them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. An idea. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know that cartoons did that as much when we were growing up. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But, but that's cool. A lot though. of it, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's all, it's yeah. a lot of it is if it's, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's on the other side of things, it's, uh, it's teaching you exactly the wrong way to be yeah. or mm-hmm. teaching you or showing you the wrong way to be, yeah. uh, and, 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 and in turn learning kind of don't be like that yeah Mm -hmm. or it's very like very much so about inclusivity yeah and including people Mm -hmm. um uh and especially for kids like learning that oh you see that kid that's sitting you know alone every day like yeah you know like that's not good for them and that's not healthy yeah yeah. um see what you see what you can do sure um and craig of the creek does that really well Mm -hmm. so all that being said with as commercial as this kind of stuff is I can see Jeff Rosenstock seeing that and saying, I think I might be doing something kind of good sure. too. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contributing to this idea of Totally. Yeah. Um, hey, look, uh yeah. include people. For sure. Um yeah. well, don't don't bully kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things too where it's like I, I don't want to paint him as sort of a um one of the reasons that I like this is because it se- is is that I like his stuff is that it seems like he sort of understands he doesn't have like a sort of my 15 year old self's naivety naivety about that type of thing right where it's yeah. like maybe I'll really not be able to pay my bills and maybe I can really like it's it's where you get that little bit of like kind of millennial like shrug of like well this is how it is you know what I'm saying so he's it, yeah. it's it's not like yeah we're going to destroy everything it's like well this is how it is but we can admit that it sucks when you know what I'm yeah. saying like it does suck that this is how all this economic stuff has worked out um even mm-hmm. though and at the same time you can hold intention like well, I, I mean, I have to pay my bills. I have to do work. And yeah. that might mean that I have to do something that I don't love or do something that I think could potentially have a bad effect somewhere else. Or, could, you know what I'm saying? And all I can do is try yeah. to minimize that and try to be as 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 not shitty as possible, you know? Um, yeah. And so I think it's, yeah. I, I think that's another thing that plays into the, it doesn't feel like his his stuff is for, his, his Jeff Rosenstock stuff is for, you know, teenagers or whatever. It feels like it's, he's found a way to repackage it in his solo stuff to where it's all the excitement for millennials, our age, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Dope. Uh, well, you want to rate old, old Jeffy? I reckon. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, uh, what we got? I was scrolling through uh, his albums. Sure. And I'm going to rate him. Okay. Because of song nine mm. out of post, I'm mm. going to rate him a nine out of 10. Yep. 
<laughs> because it's called nine slash ten. Very good. And because like very good. He, I, I think I think he's great, and I don't. I, there's yeah. really not much for me to dislike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'd probably rate him higher if I'd listened to him for longer. Sure. Um, I'd probably just give like, you know, we've we've been on a love train lately. Why are we Why are we not just true talking about stuff that we love? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like there's this this whole thing where like. Are we gonna really keep making worst of lists? Like, just forget about it. Like, what's your favorite stuff? Sure, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not to say there's no room for criticism. But no, of course. I'll give him a nine out. Of, I'll give him a, a nine out of ten. Word. number nines from post. Nice. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always gonna be ten out of ten. This is. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, and I'm gonna give him ten out of ten uh, piles of flame and shit. Which is uh, from the lyrics. Yeah, from the lyrics we just read. Um, I'm gonna give him that, and I mean, this is you know, I I had mentioned uh, this is he's probably one of the like three dudes who. It's funny because like more than any other pop punk artist at this point, really, I feel like this dude is doing the things. It's like every time he comes out with something, I, I, I listened to Worry. That was like my favorite record of that year and probably the next year. Then he came out with Post, which is good. I mean, it's a good record, but it's not like when I first heard it, I was like, I'm worried that like Worry was, the, <laughs> I'm worried that like wor- the Worry record was the one. And then yeah. I, I'm worried that that was the one. And then he, I'm going to get sort of diminishing returns on his stuff. Post was good, but it was like yeah. it wasn't up to worry standards. And then he did No Dream. And I think it's my favorite that he's done. And then I've gotten into the Craig yeah. of the Creek stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, dope. Like it's, uh, you know, worry was maybe a weird one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but anyway, no. So it's going to be it's going to be a 10 out of 10. Post was a weird one. Post was a weird one. Yeah. You said worry was. Oh, sorry. Post was a weird one. No, worry's amazing. Another thing that he does on worry, I'm, I'm not going to talk forever, but another thing that he does on worry that I love is like the last half of worry. You should, sometime when you're walking your dogs, you should just go all the way through worry. The The last totally. half of it is all one thing. It's like a bunch of very short songs, but they all just, it's just big one big medley um, for the last half. It's like the, the Abbey Road or something. Um tight yep pretty good so that's our uh jeff rosenstock record or when he's playing with his band death rosenstock so uh we got a nine out of ten and a ten out of ten so go listen to i'm gonna put the link to the spotify playlist that i made that is called jeff rosen songs uh in the description of this podcast go go check that out go watch craig of the creek it's uh it's on hbo and and uh, I also want to mention how funny it was that uh, when when they played Seth Meyers late night with Seth Meyers, yeah. their bass player wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there. So they they green screened him in. <laughs> yeah. And he just randomly pops around the. the it yeah. Was I? He's thoroughly. He's on the that. cymbals at one point. Um, yeah. They actually did because they were recording for Seth Meyers. They did an entire. Uh, uh, they did an entire set and then just released mm-hmm. it later for like donations to like keep them keep their bills paid while they're not able to work, you know. Um, and yeah. so I watched the whole thing. It's like a forty-five minute thing, and and John, the bass player, he just bounces around the whole time. Bounces like around. he's just not yeah. there, um, which is pretty good. Oh, I was the only other thing I was gonna say. I'm now very now that you've actually dug into Jeff Rosenstock. Now I'm more worried than I was before that the record that you're gonna mix for me is gonna be just derivative. That you're gonna listen to it and be like. 
oh, that's all he's doing. <laughs> so uh, I hope that's it, not it the will case. Proba- it will probably inform how I mix it. I know. Okay, fair I'm enough. Like, fair I'm enough. like, oh, I got to make Will sound yeah. more like Jeff Rosenthal's <laughs> albums. Because <laughs> I like, as I'm listening to these songs, and this is not about this, so I'll make it real quick. But as I'm as I'm writing these songs, like I'm probably more proud of the work that I have personally put into these than for anything else that I've you know sure. any of my other efforts like you know my stuff's collaborative so other people yeah. are still better than me but you know i'm more proud of them and but and so i don't just hear like derivative yeah. jeff rosenstock songs no, um, I, no I, I i can he- i can hear that that jeff rosenstock has pushed you to feel more comfortable with uh-huh. tapping into that part of right your right that that kind of like yeah uh gritty punk kind of rock flavor. kind of yeah. flavor mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think you have a very different flavor. Okay, there, that's there, good. Are, there are still elements of the stuff that you used to do, and sure, and uh, structurally, like a lot of your melodies, almost have like a folk song kind of. That's interesting. Thing yeah. about them, sure. And his don't. His yeah, his interesting. feel more pop punk than yours. Sure, but that's cool. The flavor of yours. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested. So, yeah, I want to. I want to do uh, uh, just selfishly. I want to do an episode on my full length when it's done and in part just yeah. to hear your analysis and and critiques totally. so yeah all right cool well that's the jeff rosenstock episode thanks for listening this is the comic creators podcast we are a dual production of the destination nation network in beautiful louisville kentucky and also of rock candy recordings out of beautiful Asheville, North right Carolina. because last time you're looking around last time because <laughs> last time i was like you're reading this aren't you and now he's like yeah. he's look he no, looked to this, the left to the i know right. this shit uh, by heart <laughs> i got this shit deep in my bones yeah. um all right, so yeah, we're dual production of those places. Go to destination. Uh, oh, now now I fucked up. Destinationcomics.com and, <laughs> and rockcandyrecordings.com to listen to other. They're not listening anymore. Will. You no, know, I know other great podcasts. They've, they've turned it off. Lots of good now. stuff. Okay, they've clicked right. next. <laughs> next. <laughs> next song. Next. Next song. <laughs> what is that? That's Tenacious D, my dude. That is. And I just went back and listened to that record, and it is amazing if you haven't listened to that in a while do yeah. your give yourself a little treat and listen to that next totally um all right thanks for <laughs> listening everybody this is that we're done bye <laughs> see ya thank you for listening dnn for more shows like this one visit rockcandyrecordings.com